Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of the Bobo Cafe podcast series. I'm your host, Boba Moto, or you can call me Derek. Today we have a couple of guests joining us. Uh, we have basically Kangaroo, also known as Kang, Tactical yeah. Melon, known as Spencer, and Yankee Five, known as Will. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah, no problem. Oh wait, I thought, I thought we were cheering. Never mind. Okay, we're not doing that. <laughs> first episode, everyone. First episode. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, so I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Uh, so I think we wanted to talk about unique jobs and careers, especially uh, one of you guys wanted to do aerospace engineering. That's a pretty hot topic now these days, especially with all the SpaceX and uh, Virgin Galactic. Yeah, aerospace engineering is pretty interesting. Um, Currently, I'm going into my third year of uh, school for aerospace engineering uh, at a university here in uh, Canada. Uh, it's pretty interesting. Like, it's a very unique um, sort of niche for uh, engineering, I'd say. Like, but it does have a lot of jobs, especially like in the aerospace industry in the states, as well as uh, in Canada or even around the world, like Airbus in Europe, for instance. But uh, yeah, I find aerospace engineering pretty cool. Uh, and this, the engineering aspect is, is pretty tough. Like it's not uh, a very easy program, but uh, I find it very interesting and especially relevant in today's society. Again, like you said, SpaceX, um, there's a lot of um, research being put into aerospace engineering and a lot of jobs that have uh, come up, especially in these past few years. Yeah, props to you, man. I mean, yeah. doing aerospace engineering, any engineering, you know, no matter what, time you know kind of a field or department i mean that that's that's a you know a plus on its own yeah that's good on you man for keeping to it um a little bit about me i remember when i first kind of did engineering i was an ex i call myself an ex mechie engineer because that first uh semester i went to university of massachusetts and i tried out mechanical engineering because i was that like hot shot kid because i grew up in a small town and let me tell you something that was the biggest wake-up call ever Pretty much, um, I think the first day, I uh, got kind of unlucky or lucky, depending on how you see it, where you uh, pretty much the professor, the head professor of that taught my mechanical engineering class, pretty much was the uh, head professor of that department. And he pretty much grabbed a bunch of papers, a giant binder, like just dropped it on the desk. And he said, all right, guys, my name is this and this is like a long German name. And then he just said, uh, this is a weed out class. Whatever your friends told you, whatever they told you about before, I changed the whole you know, syllabus. I changed everything. It's not the same. It's not going to be easy. If you're not you know, into engineering, just get out. There's a door. And I'm not even exaggerating. That's, those were the, like, the exact words he told me. So props to you, man, for sticking to it. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, it's pretty polarizing. Again, like I was in the same boat. I came from a small town with only like 17,000 people. So to go to like a large city and study this subject, it's uh, it's pretty crazy. Like I could definitely tell that I was at somewhat of a disadvantage academically. But um, right, like right, I even right. had to get a tutor for one of my calculus classes. Um, and it was like a really tough to pull through. But uh, I, I suppose I'm glad I did. <laughs> I guess I won't really find out until uh, I get a job and start making money and seeing that. You know the four hundred one k, but um, <laughs> that's right. Four hundred one k, been hard, <laughs> but it's but it's all right so far. So for your aerospace engineering, what's the next steps for your career? You want to work in like government, private? What's your uh, goals? Uh, so 
at the university I'm at, it's divided into four streams. The stream I'm in is called uh, structures design and uh, structures and vehicle design. Uh, so that essentially entails things like helicopter design, plane design, um, and how those sort of aerospace structures take different stresses as well as um, their like operational requirements. Uh, with that sort of, I guess, skill set or knowledge. Um, Really, I can go work for a lot of either aerospace engineering firms or uh, large companies, you know, like Boeing, Airbus, uh, Lockheed, uh, even a few defense companies that all develop sort of like, uh, you know, the, the cutting edge aerospace products because uh, everybody's looking for engineers, especially with uh, like the United States. There's a large market. Um, and they're very, you know, they're in close competition with uh, with Europe and uh, a lot of their aerospace companies as well. So there's a lot of money in the industry. Uh, it's it's really neat, and there is a lot of money in it. It's not exactly what I want to do. Like, I, I'm I'm jealous of Kang uh, for his current work. <laughs> and I guess we can segue sort of into that. Like, yeah, he's in the film industry, and that's always something I've wanted to do as well. Because yeah. it's it's sort of just passion and something I just enjoy film. But, yeah, before uh, no, before it, we go straight into the film industry, then I, I have a I just have one question then, uh, you know, to ask you then, since you know, like recently SpaceX had this, um, you know, they just launched a I believe the the what first uh, uh spaceship mission again instead of the shuttle program because we closed that down, and now they're working very closely with the government. Would you be willing to work for a company like SpaceX? SpaceX, um, specifically, probably not because a lot of their work is a contract and it's very short. Uh, okay. I'm sure the salary and everything is, is pretty well uh, mm. for those engineers, but it's not a, it's not a steady income job. And that's probably what I'm sort of going to be looking for, but uh, it's a really neat company. I, for a company like SpaceX, maybe, <laughs> I guess if they uh, sort of do similar things as well as, uh, you know, keep the workers around for longer, I'm sure the government does that. It would be really neat to work for like the United States government or NASA and like whatever projects that they have to work with. Yeah, dude. I mean, imagine that you're working on a, just like a shuttle or something like a rocket and you see that work, you know, all those years of work just like happen and so it's just like successful. Exactly. I can't imagine that feeling. Paying off. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially for, for a project like that, even for the, like the guys, the engineers who were working on uh, the SpaceX rockets, like you're ingrained in history whenever that happens. Like, that, that's monumental and yeah. you're part of that yeah. really really cool yeah i remember when it was first launching i just i watched the whole first live stream uh on youtube it was like what it was like 11 hours something like that it's like a good amount that's crazy oh. hours yeah dude i mean i mean listen it's it was like in our lifetime you know this is our like scenario of like apollo in a way right because uh for me i've never really seen one as a kid um and now a, a real life shuttle just getting launched and everything like a rocket i mean that is so yeah cool. like it's pretty crazy you know in my youth too like whenever our family coming down from canada would take vacations to like daytona beach in florida we'd sit uh outside and you could see like the the space shuttle uh take off overhead yeah yeah, yeah. way back in the, the early 2000s <laughs> I believe they're gonna. I'm not sure about this, but I I think they're gonna make. I'm sure there's a lot of documentaries out there, but I guarantee you, eventually down the road, they're gonna make a film about, uh, you know, SpaceX and about this like historical event happening. 
definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm sure Elon Musk, while he's living or even after he's living, is going to get his own, his own, definitely his own movie. Yeah. Yeah, probably like a Hawking movie or something like that. And speaking of film, we have someone here named Kang who is what? literally in the film industry. Okay, you make it sound so exciting. It's it, it's it's. I want to start. It's pretty off exciting, man. It's, I don't know about that. I mean, I want to start off by saying it's like so. So my name is Kang. I've been in the film industry, Canadian film industry, for about oh god, two years now, two ish years, a little bit more, a little more than two years. It's to preface, it's basically a job like any other job. Uh, it's yes there are exciting moments that happen on set and whatnot and sure you meet really cool people but at the end of the day like i mean people are still just you know <laughs> it's, it's still a job right so like it, it's it's weird it's weird being having something having a career that you know you, it's talked about a lot you see it you know like behind the scenes and clips, like clips and movies and uh, uh, sorry uh, clips, clips on youtube whatnot but I, I don't know. It's kind of it's also kind of polarizing too. It, it, I don't know if you about it. I, I'm a little more jaded now, you know, especially working for a couple of years <laughs> since I graduated film school. But um, yeah, I mean, like, I got a bunch of stories. I don't know like where, where you want me to start. I, I got I got tons. It's up to you, man. So, I so mean... you said you were working on um, the Umbrella Academy with uh, yeah, yes. that's okay, pretty so, exciting. That's crazy. Okay, so I worked on so last year was was a really busy year because we're they're filming both the second season of. Umbrella Academy and the Boys, which is the uh, the one show. That's on, right. Uh, I love uh, the Boys. Yeah. I know. I love. Uh, so yeah. I was. So I so I worked on both. Uh, funny enough, I actually worked on both. In uh, that's crazy. But I, like I was like a couple weeks on this show and then a couple weeks on that show. And the best part is because I'm I'm not unionized. And I don't. And so and, sorry. And I don't plan to. You. I don't plan to. Be, <laughs> okay. There's a whole other reason. I have all, we delve into that later. But um, because I'm not unionized, I'm not specifically forced on one production for its entire duration. So I can. So I can, you know, hop on back and forth. It's, well, it's kind of contract by contract ish. Right, right. But I can, like, you know, if, if a, a key, you know, a key gaffer, a key grip needs me on this production, they'll, they'll hire me. I'll jump on, and then, you know, after my contract is up, I'll just hop on another show and whatnot. And it, it's, it, I like the flexibility that comes with, you know, like a non-union, um, sorry, to be to be non-unionized. So, I guess that's 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 kind of cool. I don't know, man. You're but, you're telling you're telling me that you know the film industry isn't as cool as you make it sound. But dude, you worked uh, on both the Umbrella Academy, which by the way is still in the top trending, and Netflix right now. Yes, yes, hashtag not sponsored, true. and also the Boys on Amazon Prime again. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because you know, yeah, yeah, but you know the, the whole the whole shebang. You know, I, I you know you, you you meet the actors, you talk to them, you talk with them during lunch. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the only person I did not talk to was on Umbrella was Ellen Page because I think she was so high profile she had her own trailer or whatnot. So like all her like right. she, she didn't really spend time. Yeah, but um, uh, and I, oh god, I I feel like people would crucify me. I actually don't watch the shows. <laughs> oh my god, I, I don't I don't watch Umbrella and I don't watch The Boys, which is blasphemy but it's actually more common you think in industry because again okay. like i said it's it's at the end of the day it's still kind of a job so people just do the job you know and like you experience it as you do it but sure you know sure. right a lot of people just don't really don't care don't care is the wrong way to say it they don't really they're not as you know invested in the, the end product per se it's you know? like their work you know like they don't want to watch it exactly it's like yeah you still feel like you're working i get exactly. 
Yeah. So what was it like? You know, if you're working as like if you're on you know on set as like maybe like a, a high a higher position like uh, you know freaking the director or the uh, uh, anyone the producers exec associate you know line whatever maybe you have more leeway. So in essence, that's it feels more like a. Uh, like like your like you know your baby your your passion project it feels more like that for you but as someone like you know, who's like you know in makeup and wardrobe as a grip as a, a, a as a gaffer you know like or as a, a you know like a PA they they mostly see it as just a job it's it's it, it's not bad to say that because you know but unfortunately that's like the main that's that's kind of how people kind of look at it after you know being in an like, industry well like any job like no matter if you're doing what you love or not like eventually you know doing it constantly you're not you're right yeah treat it like a job. exactly exactly it's not a bad thing you know like like i still i still like it a lot you know like i'm not i'm not saying like you know you know screw film i, I you know this, this sucks this is not what i signed up for it's exactly what i signed up for you know but uh, i guess it's not as oh sorry it's not as the positions that most people are in are not as glamorized as you know like being an actor or being a director it's you know right you got a whole you got a whole army of people working you know tracking this film you know finished so uh you know the people can see it yeah that's make a, i'm never gonna fly in it i will never fly in it especially with online schooling i will never fly in a plane that i'll make if we're going by that rule you know you know it's funny you know it's that's funny because because will's because will's doing aerospace engineering but I'm studying to be a pilot, so. Oh, hmm. Yeah. That's very disheartening coming from someone who is meant to literally build uh, planes. You, you know, I remember yeah. my professor told me, like, the reason why you don't want to cheat on something is because when you buy a car, you expect that mechanic or the person to build that car to not miss that one screw, right? That would lead to a catastrophic accident. You know, one time my professor was like, you know, telling us stories about like people and one time you said during a presentation because we set our standards higher for tests so like you know a typical oh. 70 would pass you on a test well in our program you need an 80 to pass the test mm. and one time a lady was like standing in for her son or something and she was like why would this have to be 80 standards like 65 and my professor he said how would you feel if your airline pilot only knew eighty percent of the things you need to know to fly that plane, damn, it's pretty that's scary. A, that's right? a good. That's a good argument. Yeah, that's this a good is point. very disheartening. I'm not gonna lie. The game, <laughs> this is pretty bad. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. You, you, you better, you better make those planes right. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like, next time I get on that first class or even business class, I expect to, you know, not get ejected to the window next to me. Well, especially something as high stakes as like a giant metal object flying in the air, like several hundred kilometers. You know, like you, you want something that's perfect. You know, you, know, you don't. You know, it's it's actually really funny because just about every single plane that's flying in the air right now has something wrong with it. Oh yeah. Oh. So 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 there's this thing called the MEL minimum equipment list. It's, it's literally a list of things that can be broken on a plane. <laughs> oh my God. First year, man, when it was like, or even second year, or, or like in my classes, when I'm just like, man, I'll, if I get a 50, I'll be really happy. <laughs> if, I pass this, if I pass this test, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to go out for dinner with my boys. Like, <laughs> Dude, you, like, you were me oh, in mechanical engineering. If I if I get a C, if I barely pass physics, you know what? I did it right. 
these get degrees. I struggled with that too, especially like electromagnetism and wavelengths. We had a class that was based on that that I did not learn anything about in high school. Dude, just hearing those words make my brain hurt. It just makes me feel like a mush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, going back to uh, a little bit about film. You know, funny enough, I remember I I, I have I have this one friend who goes to uh, you know my college, and and this guy he he's like, so I met him pretty much through a like uh, a school event, um, and pretty much uh, he when he first introduced himself, I could just see like the way he's like talking that kind of stuff. He talked like very. I guess um, well spoken. I don't know if like all actors are mm. are like that, but okay, okay. he pretty much said that he, like right away when we when we started talking about like interests and you know like, what we want to do in life, he said right away he's like, oh, I'm gonna move to Cali and become a Hollywood actor. Oof. And right away when I thought about that, so oof. I was like, yeah, like I, I was like, okay, oof, right? Like everyone wants to be like that, but like how okay. how much how many people are really successful, right? But, so so I yeah actually sorry sorry, sorry go ahead I didn't cut you off. Yeah, but like but yeah. like so it's. I, I kind of want, I'm, I'm like a very, I guess, supportive guy to like whoever I meet. I don't really want them to like feel discouraged. So in a way, when we just talk about it, I'm like, okay, what's your plan? What do you want to do? And pretty much just like, so far he's had a, like some gigs, not like big ones, okay. but he has done some acting probably like, you know, not, not like, you know, C tier like or B. Yeah. Make sure. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, he's getting there. I mean, yeah. You know, it's important to know your limits right because there's so many things that you could want to do but obviously you have your limits and that's true. some things you literally can't like not everybody's gonna be like christina aguilera like not everybody can sing <laughs> interesting interesting uh interesting uh, uh well, okay <laughs> now hold on a second here if you're right not everyone could be a rock star or a singer but if people really want to sing they can like kind of find their vocal range right. so like of recently course. I've been since I was just so much. I have like so much free time, and you know, with this whole crisis going on, um, during my time, I've always thought about like I wanted to make music. So now I'm literally during my free time, I'm taking free lessons uh, online just to find out my vocal range and see like you know really hone in like what are my strengths for my voice for singing. Because eventually down the road, I want to like produce my own like music, like like lo-fi music or lo-fi. I don't know how to pronounce it, and uh, other stuff like that. Lo-fi, lo-fi, yeah, that's pretty, pretty sweet. Are you using so, the FL so, Studio? What's that? Do you have like a, a program set up and everything, like FL Studio? Have you I haven't done around? the research yet, but I have a friend who, who's been working on music, and I'll, I'll probably just ask him like what I need and what to do. Right, it's pretty sweet though. It's a fun. Yeah, it's game. like make your own beat and everything, right? I mean, probably not the singing part, like, but just a nice rhythm. You should become a SoundCloud rapper. You want to become a SoundCloud? <laughs> I don't think I can rap, man. I can't rap for the. I can I can sing a little bit, but I definitely can't rap for. Oh, but that cloud anything. though, man. You need that cloud. Yeah. And then from that then cloud, on, you know, maybe I can cloud. Uh, maybe maybe I can rap um in Korean, maybe or in oh, Chinese. Oh, we'll oh, see. Oh, oh, oh. We'll see if I learn about Cantonese, that. bro. I don't know about Cantonese, dude. Cantonese. If a lot of our listeners at home, I don't. I don't think a lot of people realize, but Cantonese, in my opinion, I, I'm sure I'm gonna get flamed by this in the comments below. Oh boy. But I feel like, yeah, I definitely will. Like Cantonese, I, I feel like the rap is not as like, like how do you say like, as good of, as a flow than like Mandarin or Korean. So, so what I would describe Cantonese is like, it's pretty much like lazy Mandarin, in a way. You know, 
Because, like, Mandarin is, like, very, like, choppy, you know? You, you kind of say it's, like, very, like, structured. But, like, Cantonese is always, like, it ends with, like, a roll-off, you know? It's kind of, like, it doesn't, you know, have the same clarity as Mandarin does. Mm. I have a feeling you've been you've been hearing a lot of Cantonese rap music. Huh? You no, I actually here. haven't heard Cantonese, but like you know, we we both grew up in households that spoke Cantonese, so I that is true. Yeah, I, I guess as, as the sorry, yeah, as the fellow Vietnamese person, as the fellow Vietnamese person, like tagging in here, uh, and the I'd say Vietnamese is probably like the Cantonese is like you know like but like on speed. Yeah. So, because we're all that is very true. Yes. You know, it's all one syllable, so it's really quick. So, like sometimes when I like speak, like I'll I'll mess up the rhythm, or you know, I'll just speak speak really fast, right? And then be like, "What the heck did you just say?" I had no clue because I'm, you know, I'm flipping back and forth, right? So I feel like that's a thing with Vietnamese, and plus with all the tones, you know, Kathy's got tons of tones. Same with Vietnamese. It's all the tones. Got throw them in there as well. So. It's a, they're, yeah, they're tough languages for sure. Yeah, Will can't relate because he was not <laughs> <up> an Asian. <laughs> well, well, hold on a second here. So I guess our audience right now are probably just kind of surprised all of a sudden. They didn't realize this is a full-on uh, Asian podcast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's a bit of a surprise. Whoa. At least for but, tonight. You know, yeah, at least for tonight. You know, I'm not going to lie. I was hoping to release you know, like my back and ethnicity down the road, but oh, I guess yikes. it's already out. It's already out, guys. So Apologies. it's a full on Asian American. It's all good. So that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. Speaking of, speaking about Asian upbringing, right? Um, Cause you guys are Canadians and we're Americans. I mean, they're very similar, but you guys want to talk about how, how like you guys grew up Asian uh, Canadians and the, like the uh, kind of path you took to pick this career, whatever you guys right. want. I, you don't have to get all personal I'll, if you don't want to. No, 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 no. It's like I'll hop it because I think uh, Will's at this advantage here. But uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll I'm also uh, very curious about Will's background because uh, <laughs> it's very unique. Yeah. Uh, oh crap! So I mean, like small town, small town kid. You know, grew up. Uh, went to high school. You know, I was like well, probably one of like five Asian kids in the entire high school. Like, and there's like at least like a thousand kids there. So you know, it, it, the, the growing up, right? You know, the parent like the parents' goal is, or at least my parents' goal was to like really try to make their kid appreciate the culture, the language. So they constantly, you know, like at home, um, you know, speak Vietnamese, you know, like to like to, to your parents, to, to your elders, you know, like, like never a lick of English. If, if I, sp- if I spoke any English at home, I would get like, you know, the, the, the back end of a broom, you know, or something. Like that. <laughs> okay, no, right. I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, like, any, like so that, I, yeah. So, okay. So, right. so, so I had a habit of, of pausing and asking my parents, Hey mom and dad, what's this word? Um, in Vietnamese, and I was I, 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 like, I would try to describe it with, with the Vietnamese that I know, and be like, okay, it's kind of like this, and they'd be like, okay, it's this. So even now, like, I still sometimes fall into that habit. But um, and then funny enough, I don't know if it's a TMI, but the whole reason why, I, so I have a, I have a younger sibling, I have a, a younger sister. She's uh, she's she's uh, about six years younger than me. But uh, the whole reason why my parents <laughs> had her was because they wanted someone to speak Vietnamese to me. <laughs> um, wow. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, and you and, and, and it worked because you know, like having a sibling really helps, you know um uh helps you develop you know like uh uh conversation and like know like you, you know know the flow like it, it it also got like it did probably save me for later on because you know like whenever we go back to you know back to vietnam for like vacation all that stuff it's it's really enjoyable to talk to family members relatives and speak the language you know and like and know exactly what they're saying understand jokes understand nuances and it's it's really cool so i'm pretty grateful for the fact that you know they they really 
kind of like forced me, not forced me per se, but like really hounded on me to, you know, embrace the culture and language and really, you know, keep it close keep to me it. all these years. So uh, nice save, cool. by the way. Nice save. I thought you were just going going to fall and expose your family, but you you got in there. No, no, you get back no, around. No. You get back around. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. Kenny, honestly, I had like a pretty similar experience. my parents, you know, they always like made me, especially my dad. He was always like speak Cantonese in the house. Yep. Yeah. To your siblings, you call him brother, and like because mm-hmm. I have an older brother, he's like mm-hmm. call him like your brother in like Chinese and everything. Yep. But the funny thing is, I speak English with my brother. I don't really speak Chinese. Either. Ah, yeah, interesting. And you know, okay. my brother speaks like very like good Cantonese and Mandarin because he actually studied abroad for a couple of years mm. in China. But me, my can <laughs> my, my Cantonese is just like but me. awful, man. Ah, yeah, because because I, I grew up because I was um I was born in the U.S. but I lived USA. in Hong Kong for a couple of years when okay, I was little. Okay. Wow. And my grandma during that time taught me Mandarin. Mm, but I when I came back that. to America, my entire family is speaking Cantonese. So we had this awkward exchange oh, where I would be speaking wow. Mandarin and they would respond back in Cantonese. Oh, what? So, that's... yeah, it was pretty strange. But like okay. eventually one day, I was like, I think I learned enough Cantonese. Like, screw Mandarin. I'm going to switch to Cantonese. Oh, wow. But, okay. Yeah, so basically eventually I just completely <laughs> forgot Mandarin. And now I'm just like at this like, I can have a very simple conversation with people. Mm. Yeah, so it's like, I I know how to talk to my parents, but like, I don't have the confidence to go outside to like you know a Chinese oh, restaurant order and like oh, wow. and stuff like that. Yeah, so it kind of sucks. And I kind of want to know how to speak it properly, but for now, like I can have like decent exchanges with my family, and like. Sometimes I'll just add in some English to just to get my point across. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for sure. English, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, I had the exact same like concerns or fears or whatever you want to call it, but like, because because a lot of my friends, right? Because I grew up in a in a prominently you know Caucasian uh, neighborhood, Mm -hmm. um, and it's pretty small, right? But so like I remember even in college now, I have a lot of friends who like when we go to certain restaurants, uh. One, for example, is a Chinese restaurant. Uh, they were like, "Dude, dude, speak Chinese." And then, and then uh, I was like, "I was like, I was like, can you order this in Chinese?" And I was like, "Ah, uh, sure." So you know what I started doing? I just started saying random words. Oh my <laughs> and then, god! And then people, people thought like, "Oh, okay, he doesn't do it." And, and lately, it's looking to be really weird. Because by the way, this, by the way, um, we were at Panda Express. <clears throat> So, so you know, anyway, it doesn't matter. What? That's not okay. No, exactly. That's not legit. That's 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 why the whole. Man, your friends are racist as hell, man. About well, okay. Here's the thing. It was a kind of a good joke. Half of them were Asians, and the other one, they were Caucasian. So we were everyone. The Caucasian people thought. Because they, they've never actually had Panda Express before. So when they heard about that name, they thought it was like, well, they, they probably have, but they didn't really know what it was about. So we're like, oh, yeah, we'll bring you there, whatever. Oh, okay. So pretty much when I just started saying like random words. Uh, and by the way, the lady that I was speaking to, she, <laughs> her face, she was like, huh? Like she was against a normal, like she was Asian, but she didn't speak, you know, Chinese or whatever. Yeah. So I was just saying random words as well to her. And then uh, after that, when I ordered it, and after that, I just said it in English. But so, so here's the thing. Here's how she got my order. Um, I was like, uh, like something, 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 number one, something, something, number two. So I just oh, said the, the wow. push with the number, right? 
okay, then okay. Uh, pretty much after I ordered it, like those guys, like whoa, they're like, dude, that was, that was so cool, that's awesome. Mm. But dude, that was that was one of the funniest, uh, what do you call it, just events or whatever you know yeah. in, in my life experiences. I actually went to yeah. um, a private school with predominantly Ooh. white people for high school, yeah. but like, yeah, um, I've always. The worst part of it was my school had this program where they had Chinese students coming from China. Okay. And okay. these guys just usually just didn't speak English well. But since I was Asian, but like I would get mixed into the exchange students because they couldn't tell the difference That's between a yikes. me and them. That's a yikes. Uh, yeah. yeah, because I would like speak perfectly English and they'll be like, whoa. I didn't know you were American. <laughs> it would be like the most annoying thing. Everybody I'll say I'll say this though. Like, oh, sorry about that. Go on. I was gonna say like I I'm like the literal like banana bread muffin of Asian guys. Sadly, because like I was adopted <laughs> like by white parents, so I grew up in a predominantly white household in a like a small town, which wasn't great. But like <laughs> so everything's like. Uh, everything I know about Asian culture really has been only introduced to me in the past two years when I moved into a, a larger city to get to um, uh, interact with sort of people from my culture as well as like uh, experience new things like foods and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, wow. You know, I'm actually curious about your background then, then Will. Like, how, how did that feel like growing up? Did you feel kind of disconnected from like the culture or did you feel kind of like, like how, how did that feel with you? Like, you know, as growing up from a, uh, a different, you know, background. What different culture? Well, like, um, I've never, uh, growing up, like, and in my youth, I've never really longed for it because I really didn't right. care for it as mm -hmm. much as I would now. Um, sadly, uh, because of what was going on all the way back in, I think it was 2018 or 2016, uh, we were supposed to go to the Olympics in Korea, but we never ended up going, which would have been really crazy. Like, I haven't been back. I, it's something I'd really love to do. Korea is such a beautiful country. Um, I never thought of it because I was, um, just sort of, uh, you know, I wasn't raised in the culture and I, and I didn't pay attention and it never really occurred to me that I was missing out on such an important part of, uh, of my life or what would be sort of become or like what I would think about. Right. So you came from a Korean, so you're, you're a Korean, like, like descent, like background kind of deal, right? You're yeah, that's ethnic. Correct. Okay. So would you like ever maybe down the road in the future like learn about how to speak korean eventually maybe even bright eventually eventually yeah and even even like as an engineer especially um for international relations as well as like um there's such a diverse mix of ethnicities uh even in my university and um getting to know another language getting to to really um uh know the culture is is so important whether that's for a business interaction or whether that's just to talk to people get to know more people and and uh interact with them like on uh on a level that they would uh you know they would consider as normal as opposed to just me and you know speaking in english yeah definitely and it's also great networking like opportunities you know like maybe one day your company or whichever company you're working for they might send you over there for like a month or two to work over there oh, you know? exactly. good relations your dream yeah yeah Awesome. Yes. Yeah, like, so for me, I guess growing up as an Asian American, just going similar to what Spencer uh, was talking about, it's like, especially for my college, we also have a lot of international students. 
Um, but a lot of them, it's like, so, you know, this is like this whole, you know, like, um, I guess they're a type of like, uh, like foreign students, right. Not wanting to like really be open or just, they're kind of in their own circles. Right. And I, I think the reason why that's a stereotype or whatever, um, cause you know, every stereotype in some form or way, it's kind of like it happens somewhere. So I guess why everyone assumes it's true, but, um, yeah, I think like, so for me, every time I, I would like want to, you know, like be open-minded and bring them into my friends group, a lot of them kind of like, I guess when they look at you, they think you're from, you know, China or whatever. Um, but then when you start speaking, they kind of like, in a, in a sense, think you're kind of different in a way, because we, we are, in a way we are different. Like we, like I grew up in an American culture while they grew up in the, you know, like in China, right? So it's just so interesting how like, you know, when I can see people like getting along, especially like foreign people from different round worlds, that's just amazing to me. That's a, that's a astounding. It's funny how you say like they, um, they kind of like discriminate against you when you're not. You're I mean, not it's like like all, I feel like, I feel like it's more of not discriminating, it's, it's, but more like judging, I would say. Yeah. Judging, you know, but like, yeah, I actually had a, like, like one of the exchange students that, um, were in my high school, I actually became friends with one of them. And like, he was Chinese and like he was he was very different from me. Like he had all different cultures and stuff like that. And we hung out for a while. And like whenever he would introduce me to people, he would introduce me as the ABC guy. Oh wow. And if you don't know what that means, it's, it's like an someone. acronym for um American born Chinese. It's really just saying like, oh, this guy doesn't isn't really Chinese, you know, he's like different. So I think that's kind of interesting, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I just wish, you know, one day everyone just, you know, we just judge each other based off of, you know, like the uh, personalities and stuff yeah. instead of yeah. one day the whole <laughs> ethnic background. <laughs> I think I think that's why it's cool, really cool for like pages, like Facebook pages, like Soto Asian Traits to exist. That's true. Now you, have an, you have an outlet for all these, um, I'm sure like a, a good amount of um, young Asian Americans, Asian Canadians, Asian Australians, so on and so forth for all because it's a really good way to bridge and like bridge all those gaps uh because again like you know for a long time like you know like growing up first generation second generation like kids they didn't have an outlet you know like again like you, either they're considered you know too asian by their uh by their fellow you know like um peers uh, uh or they're considered too you know too american or whatever by their fellow you know like asian peers so it's like you know they're, they're left they're left on the left out the loop you know so that's why i think it's really cool for you know these kind of pages exist so you know people can you know share what jokes they they know or what you know what stuff they they grew up with and like i, I think it's a really good way to uh i guess essentially bridge cultures if that makes any sense yeah i'd have to agree with that like that's definitely been a similar experience for me because growing up like i was the only asian kid ever in my elementary school and ever in my high school um so definitely like i always felt like an outlier then and when i got to university it's just like oh like I'm not Asian enough. Like everybody, it, it, there's there's like a uh, almost like a physical divide because um, mm. they don't interact with you in the same way that they would with their own. So I, I definitely agree that that is uh, definitely an import, important important uh, important like page for uh, for culture and you know for yeah. everybody to, get to be comfortable with who they are. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, definitely what I do is every time I meet someone new, I would usually kind of like just judge it off of their personality. And like, if we work, we click like, all right, we can be friends. You know, I don't I don't necessarily care about your background. I mean, yeah, it's cool. And that's all, like but the best way to go about it. Yeah, you know? definitely. Okay, cool. So 
you know the one yeah, okay let, let's go off a little bit of a less serious topic so you guys are from canada right so how is it really like growing up in canada because i'm sure you guys have different you know like culture and different like foods cold than over here mm, yeah right? it's cold man like it's what was it uh what's what's the saying uh there's only two seasons in canada there is uh, there's winter and then there's construction season you know, there's no <laughs> Yeah, there's no, there's no in between. It's, it's, it's always like it's, it's snowing or really cold for like five months out of the year, you know, or you know, yeah, no, yeah, five months in the, and the remaining, you know, like the remaining seven. It's, it's, it's like a mix between slush. Oh, slush. trust me, dude. I, I know. I've been to Massachusetts. Oh, that's, uh, that's true. No, you guys. And I've also guys, been, I've been to Canada a, a couple of times. In, in my, in my uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know. Yeah. So um, I, I guess, you know, from the people listening at home, I, we kind of talked about this briefly but before we, you know, met in this podcast. But uh, pretty much a very strange fact and tradition about me is uh, my family and I, every time on July 4th on Independence Day, the most American thing ever, my family and I decide that, okay, Let's just, well, not really I, it's more like my family decides to say, okay, let's go to Canada on July 4th. Mm. And then to Great me, there. it's it's like, <laughs> yes, I'm like, oh, man, this is not very patriotic. What's going on? <laughs> Pretty much, it was like, so when, when I asked them, by the way, their, their answer I thought was going to be very cryptic. I thought it was going to be like some kind of symbolic meaning. Nope, none of that. You know what it was? It was like, it was like oh, well, we had vacation days. That's when we have vacation days off. I'm just like, oh, okay, great. Uh, right. Because in my head, I'm just like, I, I'd rather go on Canada on Canada Day because that's their version of our Independence uh, Day. You know, They're like I want to experience the festivals and different events going on during that day. You know, Canada Day isn't like, I, I guess, it's not as popular as, yeah. as Independence Day would be for Americans. Like, really, it's celebrated yep, and it is a holiday. But it's not. But you know, like everybody doesn't go out like tailgating, or like everybody doesn't go out like mm-hmm. celebrating. There's like a few fireworks celebrations and like the municipalities and at the capital. But it's not like super patriotic, I guess, or I as like, much as as much as the states. I think it comes down to like you know, and, and this is nothing against like you know like uh, Americans in general, but like I think the states as a whole is much more. What's the word? Not pitch, jingoistic, maybe. Like you know, like the yeah. law for one's nation is super great, right? So like, when it comes to like, you know, like holidays, hol- yeah, exactly. <laughs> when it comes to days like you know, like like Independence Day, it's like that's like that's the day, man. That's the day to show you're American, you're proud of being American. So I, I, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all, actually. I think it's just like a fact that because of it, the states is like such like such strong association from like you know with with like independence and whatnot. I think it's just part of. And you know, you, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you two would probably, uh, um, you know, bring 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 some more into this. But like, I'm, I, this one kind of assuming probably if that's what gigs kind of sense. I don't know. Uh, Do you mean like how the Independence yeah, Day is this like very big celebrated holiday? But just because like because like because Americans like very valid their their independence, right? So I feel like you know it's just something. I, that I feel like that's true to some people. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, unfortunately, the, the, there's a there's this loud minority. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. okay, in that kind right. of case, where yes. I'm not, I mean, of course, I'm proud to be American, right? I love to celebrate it, all that kind of stuff. But there are some people who also kind of like take it kind of in a way, maybe too far, where it's kind of like, you know, very like, oh, America's number one, I kind of do, right? Or like some people are very like macho, kind of stereotypical American. It's like uh, guns and this is like uh, guns blazing or like go to barbecue uh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. 
I feel like I'm yeah, sure. I feel like that's one of the uh, yeah the, the junior, yeah. I'm sure the, I'm gonna get flamed down in the comments below as well. He's nah. like, this guy is fake. He's not showing, but the real America's a bad. I mean, but, patriotism yeah. really is just saying that your country is the best because you were really yeah. born in it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so. Yeah, the only thing, the, the only reason why I like Independence Day is when you know we go over to people's places and barbecue. That's yeah, well, that's, oh, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. that's always a good time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, and also like see some fireworks shows, you know, like in like, some places. Rather, well, like rather it's your local town or uh, in a big city, wherever. So I'm not gonna lie. When I went there to Canada, the biggest. So my family we usually go to Toronto. Okay, we usually go to Toronto. And because yeah. you know we come from like a trans American uh, background, and also Toronto, it's a has a very big you know densely populated uh, group. There is mostly you know Chinese, Chinese people. Yeah, a lot of Chinese people. Mm -hmm. Yep, you did. So um, I'm not gonna lie. It's the food is good. The food is good. Uh, there's some foods like eh, okay, whatever. But the one thing I really like about your things, like your culture over there, or I guess for Toronto, is you guys have this very like. I guess old school or not really old school, but like it's very culture vibe. Like I remember when I went to Hong Kong, there's this thing called uh, like Hong Kong style cafe, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. And they also have that in Toronto, which is very similar. Like like the dishes that I would order in Hong Kong, like usually in Hong Kong they for breakfast or whatever, it's kind of wild, but they would have like this ramen and then spam instant and then eggs ramen, or whatever. Spam, yeah, instant eggs. ramen and spam. That's the yeah, way to go, I see, right? I see, I see. Or like yeah, or like yeah. condensed milk. With peanut butter and then fried like uh, bread on the outside. It's, it's like a big, nice like. I mean, like, sandwich it's not to that say that that doesn't exist here in like where we are too. Right. Because like, once you go out to certain areas in the cities, like when Chinese people are, there's like plenty of these cafes, Hong Kong style. But I feel like they're not as as good, or, or maybe I haven't found a good one yet. Um. But yeah, I, I mean, see it's. That. Yeah. I, remember, I remember when I went to Canada, it was just like Toronto. That was a go-to spot. Like I knew what to order. I went to the same place. I don't. I don't know if you guys heard of this franchise that over there, but it's called like Phoenix something. It's this green one. Phoenix. That sounds new to me. Phoenix. Really? Is it's it been the there in a while. It's been there for more what? than like fifteen oh years I, or twenty years. To be fair. Like to be fair, I, I'm not from Toronto. I live in Toronto right, right now. Right. I'm not from it. So, so okay. I'll take. Okay. I'll take Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix. That's that's that's. Uh, is it a restaurant or is it a? Diner it's a restaurant. Or... It's a restaurant. It's a, it's a Hong Kong chain style restaurant. cafe chain restaurant. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. It has like a green little banner and everything. Ah, wow. Well, you know what? Now I have something to uh, look up. Look up now and possibly check it well, out. Who knows? Time. Maybe it's really bad now when I laugh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't put it through me, dude. I, I'm American. I'm American. You know, I don't. Okay, I don't know anything right, about right, Canadian. But it, okay. I, it's. But I'll tell you that one favorite place other than Toronto. This one time instead. Uh, we didn't go to Toronto, but we went to uh, Montreal in Quebec. And oh, dude, don't, that don't honestly, like, guys, don't you guys not like Quebec? You guys don't like Quebec, right? Or no? Uh, um, oh, okay, okay, okay. So just to just avoid any kind of like flame wars, any kind of like right, right. Of course, uh, of course. Uh, Quebec in itself is a very different culture than most of most of. They're much Canada, more strict, least, much more conservative attitude. I, I, yes, yes, I would say. I okay. personally haven't met anyone that I've disliked from Quebec, but <laughs> there, I would say there are there is some tension between the province itself and the rest of Canada. Oh, but, I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, just a preface, you know, like, like I don't hate Quebec, but I just want to point it out there, you know. So I'll say this, uh, it's very different <laughs> from people to people, right? Like from place to place. Like very, like, yeah, the yeah, yeah. the people are very different from places. Like, you know how people say all oh, Canadians are nice? 
Uh, of course, I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying all Canadians are not nice. You guys are honestly compared to Americans. You guys are still the nicest out of everyone. Now I don't know if it's okay. because it's so dang cold over there. That's why you guys are all nice. You're forced to be nice because because in my experience, when I went to Massachusetts, it's a very cold state. It's it's, it's like the snow is crazy. It's pretty much a like Canada, but the people there we have a name for them. It's called uh I'm not gonna say it here, but. <laughs> Whoa. They're known. They're known as the not the friendliest group uh, bunch. I mean, I think every people in Massachusetts would know, especially in Boston. Wow, okay, they would agree okay. with me that they're not really the nicest, you know, people in America. Oh, that's true. I guess where you guys are by visit by vicinity, you're probably closer to Quebec too, eh? Not really for where where we drove, but because oh, it was, it was uh, an extra hour. I but, see, um, I see. Okay. but yeah, Quebec. I think it's interesting because they're all like. Their own little culture because this came from a French background. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, and this French background seen everywhere in Canada too, as well. I'm just saying, right, I think right, it's just right. there's just so. I, I, you know what? I think it comes down to them being so proud of being being francophones. You know that they That's just yes. like you know anything that like if if I were to go to Quebec, right, and if, if I were to say I'm from Ontario, they would definitely treat me a little differently than than their fellow Quebecois. Uh, you know, so it, it's it, it's weird. I, it, I see this, this makes it sound so bad because it's it's not like you know everyone hates each other. It's like you know people like straight up, like yeah, you know, yeah. people from Quebec. Hey, yeah, but I, I, there's definitely, and it doesn't help that you know you know um, like you know uh, I, I won't go into it, but like you know like politically you know uh, there, there's a whole thing there as well with, right, with right, you know right. parties and all that stuff. So yeah, but, but you know it's it's uh, it's it's weird. It, it's it's I don't again like I said I will preface this by saying I've never had any bad experiences with anyone from Quebec yet, but um, but. <laughs> But yes. I've heard stories. Right. I've heard stories otherwise as well. So that's why I, I, that's all I want to say. Yeah, I want to put an emphasis on uh, this. Is only on my experience. What I'm about to say, it's only personal experience. It's not a you know showing on a whole you know on everyone as a whole. It's not what I'm trying to say because I've met a lot of nice Canadians. But mm-hmm. uh, in Quebec, I'll say I've definitely gotten some weird looks. Um, yeah, sounds just right. because either. Uh, a, I'm a tourist and I'm not from there, and also my accent kind of gives it away. And also B, uh, I'm you know it's I'm like kind of Asian American, so I don't know if they take the I don't know who knows, but it, it's it's uh you know it's definitely they're a lot more conservative. I miss I mean I've, I've met a they couple are, of nice people in Quebec. They are they are more conservative for sure. I'll, I'll say that yeah. Yeah, I remember when I, when I went to one of the restaurants in in Quebec, and I'll tell you it's actually really good food. Like I've. The the, the the food I had before it was actually like called cow cheek. When I first saw that, I was like cow cheek. I'm like, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's a like, cow cheek, and I was like, all right, you know, whatever. I'll try. Wait, wait, wait. You're telling me you went to Quebec and you did not try our national treasure. You did not try poutine. poutine? Oh no, oh, I had, I had poutine as well. I had poutine. Last, as well. Time, okay. last yes. time I went to Canada, I, I literally spent the entire time eating Chinese food with my parents. <laughs> I had poutine every time. I was man. I was so upset that Times. we left Canada without having poutine. So, <laughs> what is this? Oh my god! You could make poutine. Like it's not too hard. Doesn't to, McDonald's? Know, doesn't doesn't your local McDonald's game. sell poutine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I order it pretty often. Actually, I, I feel like yeah. I did that one time. Yeah, I just ordered it. I was like, all right, my no good, man. Isn't McDonald's like kind of expensive in Canada? Uh, it's probably uh, more in the states. To the you know what's so yeah, funny? All of it. our American franchise from the U.S. Okay. They're like they're not the nicest ones there. Okay, the food's all right, but like it's it's not the nicest restaurant. When you go to like foreign countries, Paris, 
okay? You go to Korea, Japan, even in Canada. Oh, it's Hong God. Kong. It is so much more bougie. It is it, so much more nicer. This is true. This is true. It's, it's interesting because like pizza... Cause like Pizza Hut in Hong Kong oh is like God. designed it's, as like yeah. yikes, yikes. Okay, I, I, a fancy restaurant. Yeah. So it's, weird. It's like, really my dad owns a pizza hut. like my dad owns a Pizza Hut and a KFC. Oh really? Really? He used to own the Taco Bell that was attached to the Pizza Hut, but we closed that down for financial reasons. Right. But, okay. Yeah. Wow. I honestly wow. think wholeheartedly that it, in Canada, it's it's pretty Americanized. Like it's generally the same. Mm-hmm. or French, a lot of other franchises like we have one chick-fil-a i'm pretty sure in the whole nation and that's in like somewhere oh, really? that's right yeah yep, yep, yep. i know exactly where it is mm-hmm. that's fried <laughs> chicken and i've never had it and i'm kind of like dying to try it's it so because... good it's so good okay, I'll I'll say, spencer may not agree with me but I, i'm telling you right now tell, show me some other f- fast food franchise that can make the chicken as good. I'm not trying to start a war. I know people are going to say now in the comments below that Jolly Popeye's beats. fried chicken is Jolly really beats. good. What's that? Jollibee's. Jollibee's. Well, we don't have that. That's, that's southern. That's southern. That's more southern. Yeah, it's southern. What? Come on. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's like a bunch of new Jollibee's. That's not new, new, but it's like last year. They opened. Oh, man. The line, like, like for months, there was like lines outside the door around the building because people just. People want that Jollibee's chicken, man. It's pretty good. I'm telling you. I don't know. About, I don't know about the states, but in Canada, Jollibee's here is pretty good. Is it? Dude, from- everybody here is obsessed with like Chick Fil A, and I've had it like a bunch of times, man. And just like it's so convenient for me too, because I, I go there after school sometimes. But like, there's nothing like particularly so great about it. That oh, he's gonna get roasted alive here. He's gonna get roasted. Right. I'm just saying, my- man. Like, people are gonna be so are, like, up in the drive <laughs> Like my manager got stuck in the chick-fil-a line one time he came in late <laughs> and like it's like i had it and it's like yeah it's good but like have you had their um their milkshakes like especially cookies and cream yes yes it's very good it's very good right very, dude I'll, it's I'll, so I'll good i'll say the product yeah. like, it shouldn't be styrofoam because it's actually really bad for the environment but dude it's it's good i think the good. last one i had was a peppermint milkshake oh those are really pretty good too yeah those peppermint are pretty good. Mocha or something. Yeah. i'm yeah. missing note. I feel like I have like no idea what Chick Fil A serves at yeah, all. Yeah, same, same. Do I you like, do you like chicken, no chicken sandwiches. It's so like- just imagine, specifically thinking. I'm. By the way, guys, I'm not sponsored by this, okay? But you know, I'm not gonna lie. So imagine Chick Fil A, right? This this chicken sandwich, right? Okay, but yeah. as soon as you you put your mouth, right? As soon as you take a big bite out of it, it's the most juiciest piece of meat, right? It literally falls apart, and it's so good. It's not dry. It's everything you want it to be in a fried chicken. But- but okay. I feel like Sandwich. every every chicken place says that says that no, you know it's like no my I've been to uh, okay. you, it's, it's I'll, going I'll, to... I'll, I'll say this you can't compare Chick Fil A chicken with anything from McDonald's from like, yeah yeah exactly anything like that man well, you can't tell me yeah you can't tell me the McChicken is better yeah you can't tell me the McChicken is better oh okay I'll like, Chick Fil A they sell they sell like drum drumsticks and and crap at like uh, at McDonald's now <laughs> right. I've not been going to the right McDonald's then oh my gosh. Yeah, McChicken is not good. It's, it's definitely not on par for Chick-fil-A. No, I, I don't really the first time like last year. And I to be honest with you, I was I was quite disappointed coming from a family that had like KFC all the time. That big oh, you're KFC, KFC, huh? Okay, that's right. Yeah. I feel what like I, I like KFC too. I like KFC. I think that is a Canadian thing. I don't know. Mm, I, I, like I, don't, I, I, I personally I, prefer I Popeyes like, more. Yeah, I think the seasoning in KFC is not not the not my favorite. It messes me up. 
It messes me up, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. More of a Popeye. Like every, if you find it, like if you go to different KFCs, the chicken tastes different. Every day, every single really? KFC. That's that's equally Very concerning. Because <laughs> you guys have no quality control. Nice, nice, nice dude. Nice. Nice. All um products like uh products like um the the, the cookers aren't standardized. That's so, true. That's like, true. The cookers themselves aren't standardized. Uh, and the way chicken, like the way chicken is breaded, and the breading is standardized, but the cookers aren't standardized, and so that changes. So like whether they're in for twenty minutes, like twenty one minutes, twenty five mm. minutes, fifteen, minutes, it's all different. It all varies. The type of oil varies. So in the end, you'll have a different taste. Yeah. Wow. I feel like Will is a connoisseur on this stuff. What the heck? You know, I used to work at McDonald's, and that was an interesting experience. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I used to like bike ride like twenty minutes to go work at McDonald's. It was, it was, it was a great experience. Grind. You know, it's really, it's really not that bad. Like all the food that we serve, like we have fresh food, and that comes in, and we just prepare it. It's not like I like McDonald's. I'm fine. There's, yeah, there's no pink face. There's, there's none of that. There's, no, there's no pink face. You know, you know that right. myth. You know, we know that myth that was going on for a while. The math, but the th- things nuggets. like the chicken nuggets and fries are like pre-cut and pre-made, but like everything is like cooked in house and stuff like that with actual you know cooking devices. Cooked you, know? Got, you guys are here. Here, it's not mystery meat. You hear it here not first. Mystery not mystery meat. It's, it's a, well, I mean, it could be something else, but who knows? But you know, it's me. It's me. So, you hey, know, man, it's good. If anything, that's the best pink face I've ever had, man. I'm just. I'm <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the scientists at McDonald's, dude, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. I'll take it. That's kind of wild that the, the actually each and every one of those fast food franchises, you have different quality control. I guess that makes sense. Have you guys ever had um, like Burger Shack's? Or like for joints and in the U.S. before Wait, do you guys have in Shake Canada? Shack or like like Shake Shack or In and Out? Yeah, we don't have In and Out. We don't have Shake Shack. We don't have Burger Shack. Wow. And we don't have like wow any of this. Wow, we, yeah, we have, we have Arby's, Wendy's. You have Arby's? Oh, okay. Here, <laughs> right. I've never had Arby's. Before. Before. Arby's. Arby's is okay. Um, yeah. What do you have? Five Guys. Burger King. Five Guys. A and W. Yeah. A and W. So good. I love A and W. I think it's it's Ooh, probably it, doesn't A and W make root beer? Yeah, they're yeah. they're root beer. Dude, they make root beer. They're root beer is Dude, fantastic I, as well, man. I've been, I have the I've cream had soda. A and W root beer, but I've never had like a fast food chain. Oh like, man, gotta... even, like the A and W. Yeah, I've got to say, like they have some of the freshest vegetables and meat that's, oh, that's on a fresh burger. You order agreed, a root agreed, beer agreed. there, you serve it from a glass, like a big tap, a mug, a, a big. You feel like a Viking, dude. And, and, and they're kept in a fridge, like they're kept freezing cold. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like the eat-in experience at NW is pretty good. Probably oh, yeah. comparable to like an upper-end burger restaurant. Kind of agreed. 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 With everything we all just said. That NW is hands down <laughs> probably the best fast food, uh, and it's Canadian. Every, represent. Yeah. Every ah. time my girlfriend and I think of getting burgers, we usually order from NW. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uber Eats or something. Your NW's number one supporter. Number one. Dude. Dude. Speaking of like Uber Eats, man. Like, dude, it's pricey. It's so expensive, so, man. So pricey, so pricey. I'm a, I'm a barista now, and like, we get Uber Eats orders for like single drinks. Wow, it's, like, that's wild. You you, you either have to be really irresponsible with your money, or you have to be that or really rich. rich. Yeah, oh, 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 or, or just that, that addicted yeah. to coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, you know, there's always teenagers who have money to blow. Like, that's that their, is true. Their income is all disposable, right? If they're working yeah. a part time job and they don't yeah. care 
they don't have any other like priorities. They're gonna spend all their money on like Starbucks and stuff. I'm gonna be a bit of a boomer right now, but I mean, you should save it. But you know, whatever. <laughs> exactly. I'm bad. I'm really bad for that. I spend way more money than eighties. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm you know me. I'm guilty as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm pretty good for budgeting. I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like I never really hear about you buying stuff, Derek. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very conservative because I put a lot of my things back into reinvesting. Like I, my, yeah. my mindset is, that's, that's if smart. I make money, smart. I'm gonna have this money help me make even more money. Wow, that's sleep. good. That's good. All right. I don't know, smart, dude. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm just boring. I'm just boring as shit. I mean, <laughs> please, Derek, give us the YouTube money. We're all going to be at his feet. Give that YouTube money. Yeah, man. Can that's I, right. can I replace my Serb with, um, with a. Uh, with uh, YouTube money, please. Maybe. If you didn't know, Serb is the uh, like. Oh you guys crap! Get... Yes, yeah, sir. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, what is Serb? Forgot. We're Canadians. Forgot. Sorry. Well, go ahead. So, well, go ahead. Yeah. So essentially, like in the United States, you guys get like stimulus checks every so often, right? There's, yes. Like, yes. If you're not, we, yeah, if, you're, if you're unemployed or if you're paying taxes um, out. Instead of that, we get uh, something called the Serb, which stands for or like C E R B, which stands for the Canadian Emergency Response Benefit. And that I think is um, f- uh, four grand a month or something. What? Or whoa, something. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's 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 convert that to US. Uh, real no, quick. no, no, no. It, I, think less, I, I think it's like Canadian. two grand or, or something. Like, or it's not. It's it's a good amount, but it's not that high. Oh, no, like, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. That's like two grand. Something like, yeah, something like that. Something like I think, that. I think I mean, we should I mean, be Canada, two, man. I mean, two, that sounds two grand good. Canadian is probably like fifteen hundred to sixteen. Yeah, like I, I US got dollars. it. Spencer, we should move over there, man. Sixteen hundred per month. I don't know, man. Sixteen hundred per month. That's not bad. I mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, wait, do you, do you have to be unemployed to get it, or you just get one anyway? You no, know, you don't have to be unemployed. You, you do, and you don't. Like the rules are very cloudy. Like I know my buddy, um, he, uh, he applied for the student one, so that's only twelve fifty a month. Um, but. You have to have an income. One of the requirements is that you have to have a monthly income of less yep. than nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Mm-hmm. So he works for he drives around, granted, in a, like a nineteen eighty nine like Mazda Miata, right? And he'll drive around. Uh, he's also he's he's Chinese as well from mainland China, and he'll he'll deliver Chinese food to um, I forget through some delivery service to a whole bunch of like Chinese uh, families oh, and okay. uh, houses. They order through this, like, it's like a Chinese Uber Eats for exclusively oh, I, Chinese. Oh, yeah, I've heard stuff like that. Yeah. He works when he wants to work, or when he wants to work. So, like, he he's capped his own income at $999 That's to funny. still be able to get the uh, student money. That's just smart. I'm sorry. That's just smart. I was going to say that's that's taking advantage of the system, but hey, man. It is smart. That's smart. It is smart. But I mean, the, the, guy, the guy spends all of it on his car. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe not as smart. Maybe, maybe not as like, smart. At the track every weekend, like racing, and at car meets every Friday night. So, Well, unfortunately, it uh, looks like we're out of time here for today's podcast. <gasps> we're running. Yeah, we're wrapping it up. Do you guys have any last words before we end it here? That's right. It's done. Booked and done. You guys have any last words before we end it? Uh, try A W, please. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I don't think pretty good. down here. So <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. If, you, uh, if you're an American vacationing to Canada, please try A W burgers. Try A W burgers. You'll 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 instantly notice that they're super fresh. Oh, That's yeah. a really good thing. like. Um, oh. I mean, you guys already win me over because I already have a good reputation with A and W because I love the cream soda. So oh, I mean, nice. Yeah, yeah, it's you're all good. Yeah. 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 Yeah
Yeah, I'm not a big root beer guy, but I'm a big cream soda. Guy. Really, so, oh, wow. dude, man, root beer from the tap from A and W—that's the way to go, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> from the tap, oh, I... <laughs> wow, from the source. <laughs> all right, that's all I gotta say. I'm yeah, represent. Sounds good. All right, it was a pleasure talking to you guys. Then, yeah, what's that? Well, uh, if if you're ever vacationing to Canada, Kang and I will give you a list of places to go and see. Okay, mm-hmm. how about all you right. guys come down to the U.S. and we'll give you a list of places to go. Fair enough. I mean, I'm, a, I'm actually going to eventually. You know what's funny enough? Before this whole um, no, this whole crisis thing, my friends and I were planning to either this year or next year to, to go on a road trip to Canada. Ooh, ooh. So that unfortunately didn't go as planned as you can see yeah. this year. But you know, yeah. Next time uh, I go in Canada, I'll check it out. Ooh, there we go. All right, sounds good, guys. Well, it was a great time talking to you guys. Thank you for again yeah. for taking the time. To be here for the listen- listeners at home thank you for listening uh, also you guys can expect to see a new episode every other saturday or every saturday depending how much time we have uh, here on youtube also if you enjoyed today's podcast make sure to like comment and subscribe and uh yeah take care everyone